Okay, we are in Sefer Yonah, Perik Gimel, Pasuk Aleph, by Yehidavar Hashem, Yonah Shenis Lemor. So, you will recall in the closing seconds of yesterday's Shir, Perik Bays, the whale unceremoniously deposited Yonah, actually the actual words are he vomited it up on dry land. And so at that point, we don't know, is Yonah going to go on with his mission? Is he going to rethink it? Is he going to be approached again? And so we should deal with the question as we have before, but to restate it. Why does the Kaddish Baruch Hu in so insistent that he go to Nineveh, he preached to a pagan nation filled with Avodah Zarah and have them do tshuva. And interestingly enough, the same reason that the Kaddish Baruch Hu wants him to go, that's how much Yonah does not want to go. And the factor is that the Kaddish Baruch Hu, most Mephoshim say, he wants to give a lesson in Musa to B'nai Israel. He knows the result is going to be they're going to do tshuva, this nation of Ashur, through the city of Nineveh. And so he wants to let them know that, look, here's a Navi that's coming in, and we're going to see here's a prophecy of five words, and they scramble to do tshuva within a period of 30 days. And I have been sending Nevi'im, as it were, to you for centuries. Israel and you have not moved. So it's to be a Musa lesson. It is precisely that why Yonah does not want to do it because he knows it's going to be such a humiliation to his people that precisely that they never reacted. There was never a mass tshuva movement because of a Navi in Eretz Yisrael so that he's very sensitive to that. So meanwhile, let's pick it up. The Kaddish Baruch Hu appears to Yonah a second time. That is very important. Let us deal with that. Um, Rambam, in his Hilchos Shuva, and what more appropriate of a time could it be to read something from Hilchos Shuva than today, Rosh Chodesh Elul? The Rambam says in Perek Sheni, Halacha Aleph. Ezo he tshuva gemura. How would you classify total tshuva when a person does complete tshuva? When something, the opportunity where he sinned once before comes to him. Uh, and he has the ability to do that sin a second time. Shane is. He separates from it and does not do it. In other words, he gets a second chance. And he has done this Avera before, but he doesn't do it a second time with the ability that he could have done it. That is a definition of, of, of total tshuva, tshuva gemura. Interestingly, on this word Shainis, the Gemara in Yevamos Dafsadi Ches has a very interesting insight from Rabbi Akiva. Says Rabbi Akiva that Shainis Dibra Imo, the Kaddish Baruch who comes to speak to him a second time, uh, uh, 
Shlosha lo dibra. On the third time, third time the Shemina doesn't speak to him. And what he's saying in the Abarbanel expands on it is that the Kaddish Baruch Hu, yes, appears to him a second time, but after that, he has, doesn't appear to him. This is Yonah's only nevuah, really, other than a vague reference we learned in Malachim Bays. Kaddish Baruch Hu doesn't appear to him. The Abarbanel puts it in very severe terms. As he ran away from the Nevoah, the Nevoah runs away from him now. It's Mida Keneged Mida. So the Pasuk says he appeared to him a second time. And note in Pasuk Bez, he speaks in the same language he did to Yonah the first time. Kum lech el Go to Ninve, that big city, and say unto it what I am telling you to say. By Yokom Yonah, and Yonah gets up, and now we learn he will do it. He goes to Ninve, Kedvar Hashem. Ninve is a huge city. The word Lelohim means to God, could some mean that it is a God-fearing city. Uh, Ibn Ezra says it, that they were a God-fearing city to start with. They did some backsliding. Now the Kaddish Baruch Hu's going back. The Malbin says, nonsense. They were always, you know, sinful. So what is Ir Gedola Lelohim? It's a figure of speech the, the Torah uses when they want to describe something that's gigantic and awe-imposing, that it's something the Kaddish Baruch Hu created. This is a journey from that dry land of three days to Nineveh. And Yonah goes there and he goes into the city straight one day. You assume he's going right into downtown Nineveh, central Nineveh, and he does it in one day. And he says in the town square to anyone who's listening, It will be another 40 days and Nineveh will be turned over. A five-word nevoah. We're going to see what happens to it. Nepechet and Rashi explains to be overturned, can mean good or bad. Um, as Rashi says, there's two ways to read it, bad and good, they do not do tshuva, they will be destroyed in 40 days, they will be for good, so it's up to them. So he gives this five-word nevuah, as we say. And the people of Nineveh believe in God. And they declare a fast. And they put on sackcloth from big to small, from the oldest to the youngest. Billy. Yes. So all of the ancient peoples around the Israel seem to believe in gods, but we mean that they believed in Hashem as the only God? No, absolutely no. 
No, now it raised the question, what do you mean, Vayaminu? In other words, on the basis of this guy shouting in the town square, in 40 days there's going to be destruction if you don't repent, they believe him? And the Radak gives a very simple explanation. Ki says the Radak. The guys who were on the boat, his traveling companions, were in the sea. It's very natural, you know. They, they came to port. The Heidu Olav, and they give witness and testimony, everything that happens on the sea, the they told it as it was. They knew it. They had heard it firsthand. They were overawed by what happened, and that's why they did it. By Yikrutzon, they call a fast. And now remember, this is that it generated at the people level, at the street level. And now the word comes to the king of Nineveh. He gets up from his throne. He rips his royal garments from him. And he puts himself in sackcloth and sits in the dust. Endure as a sign of mourning. And so the word goes out from the king to the people of Nineveh that now you must fast, you will not eat, you will not drink. Moreover, your animals, your behemoth, your buckler, your tzom, they are not to eat a thing, they are not to pasture, and water they shall not drink. Rav Shemshin Raphael Hirsch says this concept of the animals fasting is a total pagan concept. There's nothing like it in Judaism. To the contrary, we have a very strong tradition with animals of, um, of, of not oppressing animals. Uh, so that we would not deny them food. They have no role. It's a totally non-Jewish concept. Um, they cover themselves with sackcloth and the animals. They shout out strongly to the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Fascinating concept. Everyone returns from his derech ha-ra'ah, the chamas. Again, we have defined chamas as that extortion, that cheating one to another in small matters that destroy a society. That was in their hands. Interestingly, the Rambam points out in Hilchos Tshuva again, that the Kodesh Baruch Hu, by Yeshuvu Ishmi Darko Hara, it's not just the Masin. In fact, the Kodesh Baruch you can do Tshuva without repenting on the Masin itself, but Mi Darko Hara, your ways of going, your ways of thought are as important. And the Chamas, the Bein Odom Lechavero Asher Bekapehem, that was in their hands. What do they mean? The Gemara in Tanis gives a fascinating example. So intense were these people 
to do tshuva, that they took a halacha that we have, it's in the Gemara and Tanis, that let's say a person steals a wooden beam, a piece of lumber, and what he does is incorporate it into a house he's building. So we have the halacha would be that rather than have this man tear down his house and give him back the exact beam he stole, rather pay him the money, give him the money equivalent. No, said the people of Nineveh, they are going to, under the king's command, tear down the house from the beginning to give him back the exact beam. That is how strict they were in Tshuva, saying, Who knows if the Kaddish Baruch Hu will have Tapara and rethink it as it were, and he will conquer his anger and he will not be lost. Um, continues, and the Kaddish Baruch Hu sees that they returned from their Masechem. And that again, the Rambam says, tshuva is not just uh, tshuva from Masim. It's not from their sins. It is what the Kaddish Baruch Hu sees, that they go from their evil ways. Uh, it's the Midos from the rose that they adopt. It's not repenting on the exact Masim Tovim. Um, in other words, Vayera, again, the parish of Ayurlahim is Masehem. Says the parish, he doesn't look at that they're in sackcloth or in ashes or mourning, as sitting in dust. That is, as it were, the tinsel and trivia of, of, of tshuva. But here he looks at the masim. The Kaddish Baruch Hu wants to see that the masim has changed. He shovel may darkam hara. Vayinachem halokim al hara. Asher diber laasos lahem below And so the Kaddish Baruch Hu repents on the masim, on what he was going to do them, and does not do that. So let's just deal with one final question. How does this society do tshuva when we couldn't get B'nai Yisrael to do it for centuries? And here the Navi comes in, as we say, five words uttered in the town square, and they do probably one of the most total, if not the most total mass tshuva any nation has ever done. Says the Mephorsha, there comes a time in the nation's life where they have sunk so low the morality, the decadence, the depravity has reached such a bottoming level that even they say there's something drastically wrong and they grasp at something that will get them out of it. And that's what the people of Ninveh did. And any reference to today's society, you can choose to draw your own inference from when a society hits rock bottom. And so the people of Ninveh do tshuva. And if you think about it, Yonah has scored a tremendous 
Nevoah success. He is the first Navi ever to achieve mass shuva either among his own people or among a nation of Ashur, which is, as we're going to see, going to be an enemy of Israel or is already an enemy of Israel. So you might think he is tremendously elated, tremendously happy, justifiably pleased with himself. You would be thinking wrongly. As we're going to see, he gets into total depression. He's totally angry that he was forced to do it. 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, we will find out why. You won't want to miss it. Ad Khan.